0: What's up, family? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? I'm going to go get my headphones. family. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Press the number one if you can hear me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, so listen, a lot of people know my mantra and my take on buying and purchasing homes uh, before it's your time. And uh, a lot of you all are new to my content, so you really don't understand the context that I'm speaking from when I talk about not purchasing a home, not getting in debt to purchase a home, uh, or not over leveraging to purchase a home. Because to be honest with you, the majority of the people who purchase a home Are not ready to buy a home The majority of the people who Who consider it an investment That home is not an investment Until you exit out the home And a lot of us aren't ready for the responsibility that comes With that type of ownership So I'm going to talk to you from two different narratives I'm going to talk to you from the perspective Of you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be rich. Let me give you some tips and trades on how you can make that become a reality for yourself. Because a lot of people believe that in order for you to get rich or wealthy, that you have to be an entrepreneur. But the truth is, as long as you're bringing in some type of income, <clears throat> whether you're in a career, uh, it's going to be hard for you to do it working a job. But it won't be hard for you to build true wealth working a career i think i'm gonna start there and then i'll end with the home what do y'all think what do y'all want me to start with y'all want me to start with the home or do y'all want me to talk about uh strategies that you can take without being having to become wealthy without being an entrepreneur which ones would y'all rather hear first i'll let y'all choose which one Which one? Which one? Which one? Strategy. Okay, I got you. I got y'all on the strategy. Got home, home, couple of strategies, couple of strategies, home, building wealth. Okay. So I'm going to talk about both. I am going to talk about both, but I want to start with talking about strategies. Now, one of the biggest things that we have to understand, because I'm going to talk about buying a home in a second. One of the biggest things that we have to understand, there's this like epidemic, right? With a bunch of people, who are so-called entrepreneurs who are so-called entrepreneurs who are really self-employed. I have nothing against what they're doing for themselves, but the biggest thing that I have uh, against uh, a lot of the people who are uh, uh, entrepreneurs in this day and age. And at this moment is I, I, I despise entrepreneurs who talk shit about people who have working careers. Now, first of all, we're going to address the difference between a job and a career. But when it comes to entrepreneurs who bad mouth and talk SHIT about people who have working careers as if they're beneath them, when I know personally, a lot of people who work career jobs or career that they're working a career that make um, four times more than a lot of the entrepreneurs that are on social media. And I want to decipher the difference so that we understand the difference between a career and a job. Then I want to, after I break that down, I want to talk about some wealth strategies that one can take if they are in a career and they know that they are not an entrepreneur. Now, um, for some of you all that don't know me, my name is Jake Taylor Jacobs. I'm a business developer, and I currently manage three seven-figure companies that we built organically. What I mean by organically, I mean uh, we did it without borrowing money from the bank. And so I think I know a thing or two about what I'm talking about. I also, for some of you all that are wondering if I have an education, because I know some of you all are are, are built that way. Yes, I did go to college. Yes, I did get get my degree. In education, and yes, I did graduate with a 4.9 GPA, so I'm on both sides. Um, so for some of you all, they're like, Are you, uh, you, you do well, what do you know? So I'm giving you context. Uh, I did go to grad school at Johns Hopkins University. So for all those people that need somebody with a degree to talk to you, I've been on every side of the spectrum. I've been poor, I'm educated like anything you can imagine. I've been. So uh, the point that I'm making is that one of the things that we have to understand, first of all, is the difference between a job and a career. <clears throat> and then after we understand that, we have to understand that you can get wealthy um, without being an entrepreneur. But I want I want some people to be honest with me for a second. Press the number two if you can honestly admit that you're not an entrepreneur. I'm not going to bash you. I, I, don't, I, I don't I don't I don't. People who work careers, I don't bash. Person number two, if you know for a fact that you are not an entrepreneur, let's see how many people are going to be honest. Because there are a lot of qualified, there are a lot of qualified, strong-willed, successful people who are more than capable of doing amazing things, submitting to a career. Now, <clears throat> will there be caps in a career? Yes, but the caps that you have in a career are all predicated are all predicated on um, are all predicated on what you negotiate. And you can graduate from career to self-employed to entrepreneur. Those are different stepping tools, those are different stepping things. And so I'm gonna talk about that here in a second. Because there's a lot of people who talk uh crap about people who work careers, and you literally are self-employed, which is just an independent career. That's all it is. You're literally working an independent career, talking shit about people who actually have a career. Um, because an entrepreneur is somebody who employs, who finds opportunity, who, who, who give job opportunities that pay payroll. You know, uh, those are the things. So let's address something real quick. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to be an entrepreneur to get rich or to become wealthy or to become financially independent. But here's one thing that you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn. uh, uh, You're going to have to learn how you can. Listen, you're going to have to learn how you can master financial education because you cannot be uh, um, in a career and not be financially educated. That is a formula for always staying behind the whim or staying behind the curve. So you can't afford to not be financially educated. There are people who build, that are entrepreneurs that build businesses that are still financially illiterate and not educated. But they have a better chance at accomplishing and, um, and, and and gaining wealth and riches just because of them starting a business. This is why they typically hire accountants and stuff. They spend their bread and they never have to become financially literate. Okay, but if you're working a career, you cannot afford to um, uh, to not be financially educated. Here's why I don't like the uh, I don't like the breakdown of job just over broke because there's a lot of people where you have to start at a job. And the word of God that I read, it says, never despise small beginnings. And one of the worst things that we can do as a people trying to move people forward is to chastise or make fun of people who work jobs and are not in careers. And a job is something that's supposed to uh, be temporary in your life. There's supposed to be some type of uh, uh, um, uh, stepping stone or ladder that you're supposed to take. And all of us have been subjugated to jobs in our life. Matter of fact, when I got started becoming an entrepreneur, my I had a job taking tires off of a 18-wheeler truck uh, and stacking these tires that were in this uh in this trailer bed and the guy was paying me a hundred dollars a week. I was sending eighty dollars to my daughter because I just I, I was just in a separation getting a divorce and I was keeping $20 for the week eating a drinking water and eating chili cheese Fritos in order to take to keep myself up. Now, I didn't do that for years. I did that for like two months um, before I got another big break. But the point that I'm making is that if it were not for me having a job, I would not have had money to feed my daughter. Like this is something that I want you to I want i want I want to bring you context okay so a job you will always have limitations and caps you will not have uh uh um, limitations or caps because jobs can progress to careers jobs can progress to careers if you understand. See, when you're operating, you're trying to um, you're trying to uh, uh, um, translate from a job to a career. There are two paths that you can go. You can go self-employed. You can go self-employed or you can become employed with an uh, organization. So when I have a job, it's typically lower tasks. So when people say, this job ain't paying me what I'm worth, what I deserve, what I'm blah, 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 blah. Well, it's typically because a job is something that that, that you typically do that you're easily replaceable. Yeah, somebody put that in the chat. A job is something that you do where you're easily replaceable. A job is something that you do where you're easily replaceable. So a lot of people have misconceptions of their true value, which is why when they have a job and they leave their job to go go build a business, they got some type of history of failing for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, because you didn't develop the proper skill sets that are required in order for you to actually achieve some form of success. This is why you see people who are dope dealers or they're street pharmaceutical reps, uh, or they strippers, and they have an easier, <clears throat> they have an, they have a faster path to success as an entrepreneur. It's because in those environments, they had to learn skill sets of of learning how to be self sufficient. In such a way that help them develop certain skill sets that are needed to become a successful entrepreneur or a leader. <clears throat> but typically, when you are working a job, you're working typically a low level tasks that a lot of us have a misunderstanding of its value, which is why if you're easily replaceable, the type of income that you make with that opportunity or within that environment or within that business, you can be easily fired. That also constitutes for a lot of people who say, I'm, I run my own business. I'm self-employed. If you can be easily replaced, you are just doing a job. Give an example. There's a lot of people who think that they're entrepreneurs Um, um, uh, because they are self-employed, but they really own a job and don't own a career. So you can own a business, you can own a career, or you can own a job. And a lot of you own jobs who are entrepreneurs, who are, you know, proclaimed entrepreneurs because we don't understand the definition of the title. So we own a job. And so when we're owning a job, even if we are self-employed based on taxes, you're self-employed, that's typically you're doing jobs where you can be easily replaced. And these people typically take shortcuts. Um, these people typically take shortcuts. Um, they, don't, they don't invest into their craft. Um, they want to be paid more just because they, they stay later on the job, not based on the efficiencies of them doing the job. See, the person who translates how to not just get paid for your time, but to get paid from your performance or your true value is somebody who typically has more of a career. And people who have careers typically make more money than people who have jobs. Now, let me mind you, my wife has been making six figures in corporate America as a black woman, and she did it within her third year in corporate America. Well, how was she able to do that? Because my wife has certain skill sets that she developed that allowed for her to be um, a, a, a value to an organization that was not easily replaceable, which is how she was able to make six figures in corporate America within three years. And and we ask ourselves, why do people who run their own businesses, how come they don't make six figures within three years? Because obviously there is some type of skill set issue. So whether you are self-employed or you're employed, if you do not hire or develop or have a team or pay payroll, you are still in a career. Okay, you are still in a career, which means that your responsibility is for your job. However, you care enough about your craft. You're not easily replaceable. Are y'all following me? Person number one, if y'all are following me. Person number one, if y'all are following me. I run into a lot of people who say that they're entrepreneurs, who say that they're entrepreneurs, and they talk about all these different businesses that they have, but they really have seven, eight jobs. You want to be a business coach, right? But you, you do websites. You do social media management. You do, uh, you do, um, you do uh, graphics. You do photography. You do videography. Um, you do a little LLC setup. You got your insurance license. You do a little bit of real estate. You also in stocks and trading. You got nine jobs. You do not have a career. So you're self-employed to your job, not to a career. Somebody who is career-focused typically specializes in one thing and they get good at it. Now watch this. That's no different than somebody who has a career working for an employer or has a career working directly for the consumer. Man, some of y'all are missing it. When you have a career, if you're self-employed in that career, you typically aren't doing 9,000 different things. You are specializing in one thing and you're becoming so good at it because you want to be so valuable that you're not easily replaced. This is how you see people's brand grow exponentially overnight. Because when people come to your page, they know the value that they're getting, which is why my page grew over. Forty thousand followers within one year, all organically, with a bunch of cousins—not followers, but cousins. Because when y'all came to my page, you knew exactly why you were coming to my page. You knew exactly what I specialized in, and you knew that I was not easily—I uh, was not easily replaceable. That's the difference between a job and a career. But when you having all these different types of jobs, you calling it uh, multiple streams of income. And you don't have multiple streams of income. You have multiple jobs that you're doing. You have have multiple jobs. Which is why you're overwhelmed. Because you are no different than the person that you make fun of that's at McDonald's. Okay? Because you got a bunch of different jobs. A career, typically in a career, that's somebody who is hyper-focused in an industry, in a specific niche, in a specific position, or a specific focal point. That is somebody who's not easily replaceable, which is also somebody who typically finds their way to making six figures or even beyond, okay? So whether somebody has a career working straight, uh, directly with the consumer or has a career working directly with the employer, they're still in a career. Because you don't have a team and a staff. You're not paying payroll. You're not responsible for that. Which means you you ain't no different than a person who has a six-figure career working in corporate America. And one of the things that I hate most is that there's a lot of people who talk shit about people who work careers and I personally have in my Rolodex. I have a slew of people who work careers that make $150,000 plus and have millions of dollars in assets, in stocks, in trading, and also in real estate, much more than most people that are entrepreneurs for 20 years would ever have. So we got to, we got to start bringing context because we got a lot of good, able, working bodies who can learn. How to be more useful to the marketplace? You just may not have that entrepreneurial gene or bone or training or skill set yet in your body, and you're trying. You're putting. You're putting added pressure on yourself that your family, your children, don't need. Okay. Now, the point that I'm getting to, and then I'm, I'm gonna go back to the homes part. The biggest point that I'm getting to is that. When it comes to business or career, you have to hyper-focus on something that you know will set you apart. Put hyper-focus in the comments. Y'all put hyper-focus in the comments. Put hyper-focus in the comments. You have to hyper-focus. Now, what do you mean? Whether you're operating a business or you are um, um, or you are inside of somebody's organization, you got to get so good at something that it's so hard to replace you that is so is so hard to replace it is so hard to replace you like like impossible to replace you which increases your value not just to the marketplace or uh, uh, increases your value to the marketplace now let me give you an example when you're direct to consumer your marketplace is the customer when you're inside of somebody's organization your marketplace are employers follow me Either way, you have to be able to negotiate your value. So as an entrepreneur, what do we do? We keep receipts, we keep proof, we keep testimonials. Why? Because we know that all of that builds our credibility so that when we raise the price or we go back to the marketplace with another product offer, the people can see the credibility of our history. But when it comes to people typically working in careers, you don't get paid well because you don't know how to build your portfolio of successes. You don't know how to build your receipts so that when you go to the table, you can begin to negotiate like a boss should. I'm not talking about at a job. I'm talking about in a career. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur to become rich and wealthy. However, you do have to have some type of entrepreneurialistic type of mind. Entrepreneurial mind. What do I mean by that? An entrepreneurial mind is just somebody who likes to think independent of the crowd. Okay, so you can work a career and still think independent of the crowd, which means that you won't do what the crowd is doing and nine times out of 10, you're going to put yourself in a position of financial independence when you decide to make the move. Now, what do you mean by that, Jay? Because typically what happens and people like to blame their career for their mismanagement of their finances. Right? Because typically when you make more money, your standard of living also increases. Right? So you say the job is holding me back. The job is not holding you back. You're holding your back because you oh, you holding you back because you can't control your spending habits, which is typically why people decide to go and be an entrepreneur, which is why they fail. Because you want to make you want to become an entrepreneur for the wrong reasons. You think that if I make more money, that I will be I will be able to do more of the things that I like, and the job is limiting me, and and the career is limiting me. Your career is not limiting you. You are limiting you. How do I know? Jake, what do you mean you are lim- You are limiting you because even if you become a successful entrepreneur, because you don't know how to manage your resources, the more money you make. The higher your uh, uh, the higher your lifestyle or living standards will also come because you never broke the habit as a career working under somebody or working in somebody's organization. You take those same habits when you become an entrepreneur with you, which is why when you make a hundred thousand in a month, you spend a hundred thousand in a month. You make a million in a year. You spend one point five. And you wonder why you feel like you're always on this treadmill. Now you're subjugated. And now you're you're, uh, enslaved to the very opportunity that was supposed to set you free. Which makes you no different than somebody working in a career. No different. You're still enslaved to the very thing that was supposed to set you free. Still enslaved. So what do we do? First of all, we have to understand that I believe that before anybody becomes an entrepreneur, you should learn and understand the basics of finances. you gotta have some form of financial education that can help change the paradigm in your mind so that you realize that you're not subjugated just because you work a career it doesn't mean that you're subjugated uh and and um uh uh and That you don't have a chance or opportunity to be able to create certain type of financial freedoms for yourself. Because true financial freedom and true financial stability is not just working for yourself. True financial stability and true financial freedom means that you're not dependent on one employer for the livelihood of your family. That's what true financial independence is. True financial independence is that you're not subjugated or you are not dependent on uh, your employer's uh, ability to pay you for the stability of of your family. Now watch this. A lot of you may be entrepreneurs But you are not financially independent because you took those same job, that same job mentality to your business. And now if a customer or a client doesn't pay you, which is your employer, now you are in financial hell because you didn't do what you needed to do to be able to become financially independent. So you are no different than somebody working a career. That has to get paid from an employer in order to sustain their lifestyle. What if, what if the client fired you? Oh, that's good. What if your client has fired you? Are you still financially independent? What if the clients decided not to not to participate with your business anymore? Would you still be financially independent? Would you still be financially independent? So how are you any different than somebody that you talk shit about that works a job? What makes you different if you're still relegated and subject to an employer? Your customer is your employer. Who pays you as an entrepreneur? Don't say yourself. Who pays you as an entrepreneur? Who pays you as an entrepreneur? Who pays you as an entrepreneur? Can't say yourself. Who? The customer. So, don't you still have an employer? The customer is employing you for your services and products. Is that not correct? Is that not correct? Your customer and client employs you to do a product, to sell a product or a service? I live in Dallas. I live in Dallas. It ain't no morning here. Right? So what is the difference? You work, you work at an opportunity or, or you work a career in an organization. You have one customer. Your job, your job is to service that customer with whatever product or service they require from you in order for them to be satisfied. That is no different than you learning how to service customers with products or services that will allow for them to be satisfied. So if I don't know how to properly satisfy an employer, nine times out of ten, I won't know how to satisfy a customer who is also my employer. The only difference with customers are you're diversified. And you have many different customers. You have many different employers that you're servicing. So if one decides not to fool with you anymore, you're still protected. You know what what that's called? Diversity of portfolio. You know what that's also called? Multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income simply means that your income is not predicated on one person. That's it. So when I have multiple products or multiple customers, I'm already participating in multiple streams of income. It's simple. So, so now that I have stripped this whole ideology that I have to be a boss in order to get paid from a customer, that is incorrect. Your employer is also your customer. The better you service your employer, typically the more money that you make. The better you service your customer as an entrepreneur, typically the more money that you make. It is no different. And the compensation package or the product that you're selling, you have the authorization to put a price tag on it. So the same way you would negotiate your prices as an entrepreneur will be the same way you negotiate your prices and value as somebody who is employed for their services and ability. No difference. No difference. No difference. So now that we broke that shit up, we broke it up. Got a lot of people walking around, I'm a boss, I I do what I want, when I want. I ain't seen not one entrepreneur that's in the game that do what they want when they want. I ain't seen one. I ain't seen one. I ain't seen one. Because even me, as a chairman of my company, CEO of several others, I got to check my schedule before I decide to take a vacation or go anywhere. I, I gotta make sure. I gotta make sure my team know I'm leaving. I gotta make sure I have my replacements and stuff. We're getting taken care of. No different than you would if you ran a job, like you did a job. So let's 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 throw that myth at the window. That shit gone. If you want to become an entrepreneur, so that you can enjoy life and vacation and shit like that. Can I give you a small little fact? That shit is not truly accurate. Y'all see people traveling the world, but they got to work 9, 10 hours in a hotel in whatever country that they in. So they may have physically traveled, but they still working. No difference. Now, let me give y'all context. Because I'm gonna go to my brother Chris Cole. Which is why I made this, I'm making this point. Which is why I'm making this point. Because I'm about to talk about how you can get wealthy. <clears throat> I'm, about to, I'm about to take this point. Some of y'all are getting. Some of y'all are already getting butt hurt with what I just said, which wasn't the point. Don't get lost in me talking about vacation. Get lost in what I said that they're still working. I am I am popping myths. When well, I'm on vacation, oh no, a vacation is without work. A vacation is without opening up your phone. To it. a vacation means that work is not on your mind. And I have never met an entrepreneur who where work is never on their mind. I ain't never met one, not a successful one. I ain't never met an entrepreneur that has traveled, that hasn't been clocking in and working all day. I ain't never met one. Never met one. I ain't never met one. So the point I'm making, the point that I'm making is that whether you are employed or self-employed, The same way that a self-employed can uh, can can get wealth by diversifying their extra cash flow, is the same wealth that somebody else can make. Now let me give you let me, let me let me help you out. I'm not talking about a job. I'm talking about a career. Somebody who has a specific niche in a specific industry doing a specific thing, where you have much more of a higher pay ceiling. Than somebody just doing a job where you can be easily replaced. Anybody who has a job, uh, anybody that can be easily replaced, you have a job. You do not have a career. So you want to start positioning yourself to be more of an irreplaceable vessel in your organization, which will allow for you to negotiate for higher pay. Anybody that gets paid higher pay, now you have more cash flow. Not to increase your livelihood, but now you have more cash flow to make that money go and work for you. So if you are working a career, you still have the ability to learn skill sets that will allow for you to still get rich and wealthy. Don't allow these people to tell you that you got to be an entrepreneur or a boss to be a millionaire. Because I know both sides of the coin. I know entrepreneurs who are rich. I know people who work careers their entire life who are rich. I know entrepreneurs who are poor. I also know people who are uh, who who work their entire lives who are poor. The commonality from the people who are poor, from the people who are rich that work a career and or were an entrepreneur. Were basics in financial education. That's it. Y'all see people buying Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and all of that, and you constitute them as wealthy or secure when they doing the very same thing that people who are job, uh, uh, career, or job employed that are spending all of their money to live like the Joneses on their level. They still have the same mentality which is why they're still living paycheck to paycheck no matter the income. It doesn't matter if somebody's making a million a year. If they're spending 1.5 million a year of the million that they're making, they are not in a better situation than somebody uh, making 40,000 a year making the same mistake. You're in the same, you're in the same situation. The only difference is that person, they say, well this person can lose their job. This person can lose their business. What is the difference in risk? What is the difference in risk? This person can lose their job. This person can lose their business. It's the same risk. How does somebody lose their business? They lack having intentionality to servicing their customer. At a high level. They lack skill set development that allows for them to continue to what? Grow from the pack or have value. Now, what about a career? What gets somebody fired? They're not servicing the customer to the best of their ability. Who is this person's customer that works a career? It is their employer. When you stop looking at your employer like a boss... And you start looking at them as a customer. Your mentality will change. And so will how they pay you. As I said before. Before a lot of you all came on. I know more people. Who work careers. Who are more financially set up. Than people who are entrepreneurs that I know. Now they say, wait, wait, Jake. Jake, what do you mean? In my business, I can pivot. If I see something not working, I can change and I can add value. You can also do that in your career. People do it all the time. It's called a career change. You see an opportunity, you start developing skill sets, and then you add that value to that organization or another company. Guess what? It is still a pivot the same way you can do in business. I have the same number of six-figure earners that are entrepreneurs that I do as six-figure earners that are at that are that work careers. I got the I got the same number. I got the same number. Same number. Well, how can somebody who works a career, Jake, how can they get rich or wealthy? It's very simple. If I'm making, if I'm bringing home me and my me and my spouse cuz we both work careers and not jobs. Well, Jake, again, what's the difference between a job and a career? A job is something that you can be easily replaced, which means it doesn't take a lot of skill set development. A career is something that you have to learn to be able to develop over time and you have a niche That you hyper-focused on so that people in the the marketplace know that you're really good at that. And you went to school for it. You got further education for it. You got more uh, certificates for it. Certifications. No different than you would if you were an entrepreneur. So many people talk shit about certification and education with people in careers. When you got to do the same thing as an entrepreneur. What is a mentor? How do you get certified with your mentor? Your mentor sees that you applied the information that they gave you so that you can increase your value to the marketplace. No different than somebody getting certifications in a career. You got to have a balance of both to understand. I see a lot of people getting bullied because people are telling you that having a career is stupid, which in fact... That is some of y'all's best asset to creating the wealth that you the income the the consistent income that you need to be able to invest in the things that you want to. Jake, what do you mean? If if my business, if my business in my business if I was making 100000 a year in my business, the goal is for you to be profitable. Yes, is that the goal? Is the goal for you to be profitable? Is the goal for you when you're running a business, is it supposed to be for you to be profitable? And actually, I'm actually going to prove how traders actually work just as much as somebody who's running a business. I get to see it. I get to see it daily with my brother, Chris. And I made a post on social media that was insensitive to his trade. And I took it down because I, I, I did. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean to devalue the type of value and the type of work that he actually has, that he puts in daily for trading. All right. So y'all ready? Y'all ready? Here we go. The number one objective as an entrepreneur is to be what? Profitable. That means that you have more money uh, uh, left over at the end of the year than you've actually spent, right? Okay. Okay. If that is the overall goal, if that is the overall intention, then how come when you have a husband that brings home $50,000 from a customer, which is his employer, and a wife that brings home $50,000 from a customer or an employer. The household is pretty much a consulting firm. This husband has a service that he provides to this customer specifically. This wife has a service that she provides to this customer, employer, that we call customer specifically. That is a consultant. They have a family consulting firm that has different services that they what? that they uh, uh that they uh service their customers/employer with. So that's $100,000 a year that they bring home to the family. Well, why would you spend a third of your income on a bu- building facility? On a facility that you're operating out of. Why would you spend Another third of your income on cars that operate your business. If you ran your household like a real business, a lot of the expenses that we uh, that we occur, we would never do if we ran a real business. If you ran a business, you would try to find the most affordable, the most efficient, the most uh, uh, comfortable, but it ain't got to be perfect, uh, uh, a space for your business. you would, When it comes to transportation, you will try to find the most affordable, go to A to B, a transportation vehicle that you can find because the overall goal is for you to be profitable, not for you to look pretty. So why when it comes to us running our own family finances, we don't run our family finances like a business, which is why at the end of the year, You at all all month and all year. You've been stressing on taking care of your finance. You stressing financially. That's why you can't get wealthy. It's not the job. It's your mindset. The job isn't holding you back. It's your impoverished mindset. That's what we're solving in BWO. It's 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 here. Because if you had a business making $100,000 a year, you will be trying to have all your expenses be like $20,000, $30,000 a year. Because you, 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 want, you want $70,000 to $80,000 a year in profit. What if you actually operated your lifestyle like that? Why don't people go out and go get employees real fast? Well, the reason that they don't get team and employees, because they seeing it as an expense. Damn, I got to pay this person no matter what. Guess what? Your children are employees in your family household. So just like you would take your time and going to go hire somebody that's going to become a dependent to your company. You should probably take your time from opening up your damn legs and having children that you know you can't afford because it is costing you your wealth. Oh we we don't want to deal we don't want to deal in truth. We don't want to deal in truth. I want to deal in truth. I want to deal in truth. See, you can do massive layoffs when you're running a business, but you can't do massive layoffs with your children. So 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 when we we're, we're allowing our overzealousness Put us in bad financial situations. That's what's causing you your wealth. Not your career. Or your business. It ain't the customers that you're servicing. It's you. It's you. Why do most people. uh, 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 Why do most people. Wait so long to get staff because they see the money that goes out with staff. So you blaming God, you blaming education, you blaming careers, you blaming employers, you blaming customers but the the only one that is chokeholding your wealth is you. your inability to make d- a, a, a good decisive decisions and is costing you your wealth. Your habits are costing you your wealth. What would you do to an employee or a staff member who you found out was just using a company card to spend on reckless stuff? What would you do to an employee if, that you entrusted with uh, the card to the company? What would you do to that employee if you found out that they were spending that money on reckless stuff? just going uh, going out to eat and and just buying shit and 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 overspending on vacations and calling it uh uh a company of a company pay uh stuff and just just swiping the card what would you do to them what would you do to them what would you do to them you would fire them Right? Some of y'all need to fire your damn self. Some of y'all need to fire your damn self because you are costing your family and your legacy. Everything. And some of you not only need to fire your damn self you need to replace yourself with somebody who's more valuable than you currently are. Mmm. 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 So, so you don't fire somebody and replace them with the person who has the same habits. No. You fire somebody with the expectations of hiring somebody who is better. Who has a clear mind. Who's better at managing your resources. Why? Because it's nothing like being an employer or or, or CEO and you have people on your team who do not care about your organization like you do. Who take your leadership for granted. And a lot of you are taking your own self for granted. And you got the audacity to blame other people when you should be blaming your damn self. My wife said, uh, my wife said uh, last year and we're carrying on this year. This is the year of accountability. You need to fire yourself and you need to spend time developing yourself. So by the time you come back, you're able to rehire a new you. You're able to rehire a new you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neither to rehire a new you. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine you're already a bad employee for your family's wealth, for your family's business. And then you go and start a company expecting a different result. That sounds like insanity to me. So how do you how do you after you fire yourself how can you what, what do what what can you do to develop a better mindset and skill sets? You got to go back to school. You got to check yourself in Into some type of educational institute that can help you develop skill sets that can change your life. That's the Black World Order. That's BWO. That's the BWO Academy. You need to check your bad uh, leadership uh, uh, self. And you need to go check into leadership school. You need to go check into finance school. You need to go check in the business school and we got that at BWO Academy. See BWO, we got the best professors in the on the planet. We you, you got professors at BWO that have a history and receipts of 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 so, such crazy value that you get access to these professors. Yeah. 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 You 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 need to check yourself in to rehab. <laughs> yeah you need to check yourself in to rehab because if you don't rehabilitate or change who you currently are, you are costing your children's children their wealth. yeah, you complain about you complain about you complain about what your family didn't leave you however, you are still repeating the same cycles that your fam- that you hated your family for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jake, so Jake, how can how can I position myself? Even if I work a a a career working for one customer, aka the employer, y'all need to stop calling y'all employers your employer. You need to call them your customer. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Stop calling your employer. Your boss or your employer. Start in your mind understanding that either y'all are partners or that's your customer. And would you ever give your customer or partner piss poor, uh 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 uh, uh piss poor energy? Would you ever? Would you ever give your partner or your customer half ass effort? Why? No, because you want that customer or that partner to continue to believe in you because you don't want them to cut you loose. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of sorry entrepreneurs. You want to know why? Because you are a sorry employee. You are a, you are a sorry consultant for your customer called the employer. You know why I value... Uh, Keys so much because what most people don't understand about Keys is that before Keys became an entrepreneur, Keys was the number one sales consultant for one of the highest uh, 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 clothing companies, highest uh, uh, quality value clothing companies in the world. Keys was making six figures and they changed. The commission structure because of how valuable he was to the organization. So, so Keys brought so much value. That the company had to change its compensation plan. Because that brother was going to make a million plus. If he kept it up. And it's only because he got so good that when he started his own thing, he was able to fast track his wealth. Yeah. 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 These are things that these are things that These are these are things that we got to understand. So what did Keys do? Keys went from Keys went from servicing one customer and mastering that to now servicing many customers all across the world because he learned how to how to become specialized in what he did. That's what you call paid education. Now, people say, Jake, you're 29. You manage manage three seven-figure companies. You grew up not having a lot. And you did it within five years. How is that possible? Because Cousin Jake, what most people don't know, Uh, Press the number one if you heard ever heard that teachers don't get paid what they're worth. Press the number one if you've ever heard teachers don't get paid what they're worth. Press the number one if you've ever heard that teachers don't get paid what they're worth. Press the number one if you ever heard teachers don't get paid what they're worth. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. I'm here to tell you that that also is a lie. Because when I graduated college, when I graduated college and I started teaching, I was one of the highest paid teachers in my district. As a first year teacher. Teachers don't know how to negotiate their value. Jake, what do you mean? See, when I looked at the schools that I applied for, I also was looking at what you call a value gap. I was also looking at what you call a value gap Remember I said that a job That a job Is something that you can be easily replaced It's a job You can be easily replaced So when I go as a teacher The reason why people Teachers don't think they get paid like, they're, like they deserve Is because they're just going there to do a job Not to maximize a career. When I looked at the districts that I was applying for, I also looked at the value gaps. What did they need help with that the current job description that I was applying for uh, didn't fulfill? And what could I do to fill that gap? So that I provide such extreme value that I gotta get compensated for my true worth, not what the job what the job paid. So as a teacher, I came out getting paid ninety three thousand dollars a year. My first year as a teacher, Jake Hal, I found out a way to uh I got paid $60,000 just as a teacher. $60,000 just as a teacher. Most most first year teachers got paid fifty two. dollars I get paid $60,000 just as a teacher. So the $60,000 I got paid as a teacher was already $8,000 more the school need I want to provide a service. They said we need a coach. I'll do that. We need we need an English aid. I'll do that. We need we need somebody who's a who's a disciplinary uh uh what what they call it disciplinary something. I said I'll do that. But I'm not doing that for free. Based on looking at what's going on with your school, the reason why that the test scores are not performing well at this specific school is simply because there is no order when it comes to the children. And they don't feel that it's a safe environment enough for them to let down their hair because it's been ruled with a hard uh, uh, iron fist. And these children between 7th and 8th grade are trying to figure out who they are. So let me go in, but you got to pay me for that. They found $8,000 to pay me. Uh, On top of the 52 That's 60 I also said Hey listen I got a non-profit organization It's called I Overcome Overcome Incorporated And we're specialized In teaching soft developmental skills To at-risk young adults Specifically Black Young adults uh, Young children to become adults Why did I do that? Because when I, when I looked at the school's news, the news, I saw the inefficiencies or the value gaps in the district. So, guess what? I created a nonprofit organization. I created a nonprofit organization to fill that gap. They paid me $33,000 to do that. That's $93,000 as a first-year teacher. Because I looked at the district not as my employer. But I looked at the district as my customer. Some of y'all missing this game. The reason why. The reason why you can't accomplish wealth or achieve wealth. It's because you feel subjugated to your position when I wanted to create my own position. Because I knew that the more you did, the more you got paid, the more value you brought, the harder it was to replace you. Yeah, yeah. I knew that, I knew that, that's what I knew. That's what I knew. Yeah, that's what I knew. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means this, that a lot of the reasons why you cannot generate true wealth for yourself, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work a career, is because you don't, understand the, you don't understand learning the ability to find value gaps. And one of the biggest things that my brother Chris Cole teaches you in BWO when it comes to his trading is understanding the importance of value gaps, studying the market. Writing down how you're going to attack it and positioning yourself there. Your your career is not what's stopping you from generating wealth. You are. So now you got got me as a first year teacher making $93,000 a year in Dallas. Now here's the deal. Most teachers claim that they don't get paid what they're worth but most most teachers also most teachers also get to participate in all of the school breaks that the students have because they feel like they deserve it we may have so i knew that if i ran a business i would have to work year round I also knew that if I worked a regular corporate job, I too would have to to work year-round. I know that with all of the breaks, teachers typically get three and a half months off. Three and a half months off. Yet teachers complain that they don't get paid what they're worth. No, it's not that you don't get paid what you're worth. It's that you, you pussyfoot around with the three and a half months off Because you feel like you deserve the vacation and you don't find more value gaps for you to attack so that you can put yourself into position. So my first year out of college, I was already making six figures. Can I tell y'all a secret? Here's a small secret. I was making six years as a first year teacher out of college with a physical education degree. PE, jumping jacks, running in place, jump ropes, hopscotch, physical activity. So how can a PE teacher find so much value, find so many value gaps and position himself, but science and chemist teachers can't? So it's not where you are. It's you. Can I tell you a secret? Even though I was making all that money, first year teacher, guess what? I wasn't financially sound. So we was living worse than paycheck to paycheck. And I was making one hundred and four, dollars $108,000 a year as a first year teacher. <clears throat> so guess What? It had nothing to do. Had nothing to do with my customer. That I the district was my customer. I ain't never I ain't never worked for a man in my life. I've always been a consultant. Jake, I thought you just said you was a teacher. I was. I got my certifications and my licenses for that specific for that specific industry. And I found a way to add value in such a way, and I treated the district like my customer, not my employer. I didn't wait for them to tell me what to do. I found value there. And typically, if you look at high-level executives, they got the same exact story of how they achieved their levels of success. Right, baby? So it ain't you, it ain't it ain't them. It's you. So you take that income and you learn how to be profitable. So the same way you would manage your money if you ran a business, if you made a hundred thousand a year, your business expenses as far as stay, uh work, car. You probably will have it at 20, 25,000 a year leaving 75,000 dollars a year to your disposal. So say you have 50 to 75,000 dollars a year to your disposal. You say, Jake, I don't make 100,000. If your spouse made 50 and you made 50, y'all do make 100,000." Y'all, y'all better stop living in this bullshit folktale. Uh, the man uh, uh, pay all the bills and a wife can go splurge all that money. If I'm paying all the bills, your money is for growth. When my wife was holding the family down with the job, with her career, excuse me, while I was building our businesses, my the business income was never for play money. One person's income is to hold the fort down. The other person's income is to build a bigger fort. Or increase the fort. Or, or grow the fort. Y'all better stop with this damn bullshit. My wife's money is for her to do whatever with. Bullshit. Bullshit. You ain't finna just go splurge all this money. While, while, while I'm, well, no, nah, we ain't doing that. We need some stronger men. Cause y'all real soft. Real soft. Real soft. So here's the deal. But you can't come with that pressure if you ain't got your shit together or at least your vision together, fellas. You can't go to no woman and say, we, if she can't see your vision or she she can't see you got your shit together, (laughs) she ain't following your protocol. If she see you BSing your money away, if she see you drinking your money away, she see you uh, uh 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 kicking with your friends, buying uh video games. She see you doing all of that. Ain't no way you gonna be able to tell your woman that. My wife didn't see me play. My wife didn't see me go out there and have games. And baby, are you uh, baby, you went back upstairs. My wife can attest. Can you get on the IG and attest that you ain't never seen me play no games when we got together? Or go out? I didn't go out. I didn't play no games. We didn't do that. So, when you run in your household like a business, like we teach in BWO, if you're not in BWO, you're missing out. If you run your household like a business, your spouse is your business partner, so if she goes and consults her customer, if she goes and consults her customer, which is her employer, and I go, and and I go, what's up, pop? And I go and and, and I go service my customer, which is my employer, and we bring that bread back to the crib together. That money came to the family's business. Ain't nothing personal going on until all family business is done. Sorry if it's lagging. My stuff is done. That's the family business. So her bread and my bread is the family's business. So we're going to live modest. We're going to live under the bell curve. I, we didn't get no fancy cars until last year. And we're going on five years being together. In our fourth year together, third year married. That's when we, when our shit was together. That's when we went out there and we just got it. You know, without finance. But that's another conversation. Why? Because we ran our household like a business. Now, when you run your household like a business, you want to be profitable. Y'all want to know the real reason I start rocking with my gear, wearing ABS drip everywhere? It's because I didn't want to trigger my mind to go and start buying designer shit that we couldn't afford. So I put my, I put our own family logo on our gear So I'm always business minded. I put I put I put ABS on everything to remember we ain't playing. I wore Walmart shoes. For three years while building our business, only nice shoes I had were dress shoes for suits. All of my tennis shoes were Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even after building a seven-figure company. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Business-minded. I care more about the future of my family than I did of the today to flex. Assets before splurging. ABS firm, that's assets before splurging. So what does that mean? That means that most people don't know that most people who work a career, black folk, black people who work a career. The average person spends one million eighty two thousand five hundred and seventy seven dollars on debt and finance charges with the bank. Put that in the chat. One million eighty two thousand. $577 $577 is what the average black person spends uh, on paying back debt and finance charges to the bank over their working career. Put that in the chat. 1082577 So yes, everything that got my company name, stuff on it, write off. our assets our assets Why? Because we want to be more profitable. The more profitable my house is, the more money that we have to actually leverage. To be able to build our own banks. To invest into our own companies. Or invest into other companies in their labor. So in short... The BWO is more than just a But just imagine.